I was uh, thoroughly upset, Mr. Holmes. I ran from room to room shouting. They were empty. The, the men were gone. My host, the footman, and the cook all vanished in the night. Quite a unique experience, eh, Watson? Yes, it reminds me of... I was furious. I, oh, I packed my bag and I set off to visit the chief land agent in the village. But I found everything in order. Darcy had rented the place, all right. Had even paid uh, three months in advance. My next step was to come into town and call at the Spanish Embassy. Mm. Yes? Uh, they'd never heard of Garcia. Well, uh, that's the end of my story. Well, I'll admit it seems to fit in with what we discovered at Wisteria Lodge. We even found the note you spoke of. Oh, but uh, Garcia threw it into the fire. I saw him do it. Well, it was a dog grate. He overpitched it. I found it crumpled up at the back. There. Uh, that's it. I recognize the paper. Hmm. May I see it? What's it, sir? Our own colors, green and white, green open, white shut. Main stair, first corridor, seventh right, green bays, Godspeed, signed D. Hmm. A woman's writing. An assignation of some sort, I should say. Oh, why should he turn pale if it was just an amorous intrigue? It was more than that, Watson. She writes Godspeed. It was a serious and dangerous undertaking. Well, who do you suppose she is? She signs herself D. He was Spanish. She might stand for Dolores. Very good, Watson. <laughs> but unfortunately, she wasn't Spanish. Huh? Why not? She writes to our Spanish friend in English. But there are others in it, too. The envelope is addressed in a different hand, a man's writing. The print of a man's cufflink has been pressed into the ceiling wax. A remarkable note. There's something about it I don't quite like. Ah. Let's try it. Uh, where did you say Garcia was found? Oxford Common, about an eighth of a mile from home. Head battered in. Footprints? Well, there weren't any we could see. The rain had washed them out. Robbed? No, big watch and money were left intact. Uh, any idea when death occurred? Well, it was before the rain. The ground underneath the body was dry. Well, perhaps his servants had a grudge against him. And took the first opportunity when there was no... when there was someone in the house to finish him off. No, Watson, no, that's... that's hardly logical. We can count out the servants. Well, then why did they disappear? Exactly. Why? Well, Mr. Eccles, if you don't look around to the yard, I'd like your story in writing. Uh, certainly, certainly. I'll come at once. But I retain your services, Mr. Holmes. I shall be delighted to um, collaborate with Scotland Yard, if Lestrade doesn't mind. And what good would it do if I did? Ah, then that's settled. Suppose we take a run down to Esher, eh, Watson? I find I have a longing for the country. I'm coming too. Splendid. Suppose we meet tonight at Mr. Garcia's poetically named villa. What was it? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Wisteria Lodge. I fancy it will... What woman? The woman who wrote that note, Watson, if I'm not mistaken, she's in a decidedly dangerous position. In just a moment, we'll find out what Sherlock Holmes discovers on the visit to Wisteria Lodge. Ladies and gentlemen, whatever you do, don't fool yourself about a cold. A cold is too tricky and treacherous a thing. It can take too many serious turns. Act promptly at the first sign of a cold. Take such a well-known and proven preparation as bromoquinine tablets. Bromoquinine tablets are a one-purpose medicine. They're made for the relief of colds and only for the relief of colds. Specialized medication gets the best results. Bromoquinine tablets quickly relieve the distress of a cold. They quickly relieve the headache and other pains that go with a cold. 
They relieve the stuffiness and depression that accompanies a cold. They help reduce the fever of a cold. These effects are important, and if you want to be sure of them, you will take bromoquinine tablets. Bromoquinine tablets are on sale at all drugstores a few cents a box. Ask for Bromo, B-R-O-M-O, quinine, Q-U-I-N-I-N-E, Bromoquinine cold tablets. Look here, Holmes. Why go plodding about on a night like this? There's another storm brewing. Besides, the inn in the village isn't half bad. I spent a few hours uh, this afternoon while you were messing about the countryside. Yes, I noticed you managed to strike up quite a friendship with the barmaid. <laughs> Pretty little thing, wasn't it? <laughs> Such nice red cheeks. And you have to go and drag me off to this wisteria place. Why not wait till daylight? It's too dark to see anything now. I even the road. Oh, stop crumbling, Watson. You promised this time we'd pick him up at the villa. Yes, but... Besides, I... we've got to rescue that woman. That note was written under pressure. The writing was shaky. Someone else addressed the envelope, sent it off, and lured Garcia to his death. He's probably being kept prisoner at this moment. Unless they've killed her, too. How are we going to find her? The note ran. Main stair, first corridor, seventh right, green days. That indicates a large house. Well, there aren't many large houses in this neighborhood. Quite. Moreover, it had to be a house Garcia could get to, do what he intended to do, and be back by 12 o'clock, less than an hour's time. What do you mean? I mean that Garcia had invited our friend Mr. Eccles to visit him with one purpose in mind. Well, what was that? He wanted an alibi. That is why the clock struck 12 when Mr. Eccles' watch indicated it was only a quarter past 11, which was the correct time, by the way. Garcia intended to be somewhere else at 12 o'clock. Yes, but where? Somewhere within the radius of a mile. That would give him a chance to get there and return in time to have an alibi watertight. There are only two large houses within this radius. One belongs to Lord Weaverly, a conservative old fellow. Well, he's, uh, he's out of the question. The other, High Gables, was rented just a month ago by a man who called himself Henderson, who looks like a foreigner, whose house is run by foreign servants. With the exception of an English governess for his little girl. You think she may be the woman in question? I only know that she's not been seen for the last three days. Mm, that looks bad. Well, if I'm not mistaken, it's the light from the exterior lodge shining through those trees. Yes, this car's here ahead of us. A looking place. Hey, Holmes? Yes. Come on, across this driveway. sitting in the middle of the study with the light beside him. What's the matter with the man? He's as stiff as a ramrod. Tap on the window, Watson. Oh, 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 you. Those men called for that. What's up, Lestrade? Open the window. Oh, I never expected to see the day when I'd be glad to see your face, Holmes. Oh, it's been a bad evening. Here, Watson. Step over the sill. That's it. Now you can close the window behind you. Now then, Lestrade, what's been giving you the jumps? Well, it's a lonely, silent house, and what with that queer thing in the kitchen, and when I heard your tapping at the window, I thought it had come again. It? What's it? The devil, for all I know. I got here a bit earlier. I was sitting here reading a book when all of a sudden something made me look up, and there was a face looking in it. What was it like? Well, it wasn't black, nor was it white. Sort of a clay color, like it was dead and had earth on it. Oh, it was like a hungry beast. I tell you, I couldn't move a finger. 
I shut my eyes and opened my brain, and it was gone. Like that. Just in air. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Scotland Yard's seen ghosts. What a novelty. I wish you'd seen it. You wouldn't think it was so funny. Yeah. Let's have a look around the house. Lights. Paper. Paperbacks, finished novels. Old pin part of Walder. Nothing on the desk. Guitar. Well, nothing very exciting about this. Wait till you see what's in the kitchen. Well, no time like the present. You know the place to start. You lead the way. Oh, not on your life. I'll go with you, but not ahead of you. Here, down this corridor to the right. Uh, Watson, you better hold the lamp. Lestrade's hand doesn't seem to be as steady as usual. This is the kitchen. Tidy-looking place. Chicken feathers all over the room. A white cock torn savagely to pieces. And over in that corner is a goat with its throat slit and blood all over the place. Perfectly beastly. Oh, but that's not the worst. Look here by the sink. Here's something to make your flesh creep. What a sinister, shriveled-up thing. Looks like a barbaric Negro doll or, or a mummified monkey. That's no doll, Watson. Nor yet a monkey. That was once a human being. A South American mulatto, to be exact. Down there, tribes have a secret process by which they can dry and dwarf the bodies of their dead enemies until they look like this. Their voodoo fetish. And all slain animals indicates a South American sacrifice. A South American. Green and white. Of course. What, Holmes? What is it? Never mind, Watson. No time for discussion. Hurry. We must go to High Gables and find the governess. She must be made to talk while she's still able. <laughs> I'm 
must say, Dr. Watson, I'm still a bit confused. Yes, and so was I, Mr. Manning, until the English governess explained the whole thing to me. John Murillo had been the dictator of the country of San Pedro in South America. Its colors are green and white, you know. He was a terrible man who had no scruples about butchering anyone who stood in his way politically. One of his victims had been the Spanish husband of this English lady who, who later on became Murillo's governess. His reign of terror ended in a revolution. But he managed to escape the country, however, with, with all the government funds. The inhabitants of San Pino plotted to bring him to justice. And the Englishwoman managed to worm her way into his household. And she and a party headed by Garcia planned to kidnap Murillo and take him back to San Pedro where he would be tried for his crimes. Murillo suspected the governors, however, intercepted her note, and killed Garcia for that. That was Grogo, Garcia's huge mulatto cook, who was sneaking back to get his voodoo fetish. That horrible, shriveled mummy. Well, that was a blood-curdling story. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Watson will return in a moment to give us a hint about next week's adventure. The time to treat a cold is when you feel the first symptom. Don't let it go. Don't let it develop. The quicker you treat a cold, the easier it's checked. At the first symptom of a cold, at the very first sneeze or sniffle, take bromoquinine tablets. Bromoquinine tablets are made especially for the relief of colds. They're made to do one thing and do it well. Their merit is not a question, but an established fact. They have years of reputation to back them up. Why then experiment or fool around when you have a cold? Take the one and only bromoquinine cold tablets. You can buy them in any drugstore, a few cents a box. Insist upon what you ask for, bromoquinine tablets. And now, what are you to tell us about next week, Dr. Watson? Next week? Well, supposing I tell you the story, the one that Holmes calls The Adventure of the Three Garadeds. Garadeds? What on earth are Garadeds? Oh, it's a family name, Mr. Manning. And the story is concerned with a gentleman named Garadev, who wished to trace other people of the same name. For rather curious reasons. You have been listening to a Sherlock Holmes adventure adapted from Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's story, The Adventure of Wisteria Lodge with Basil Rathbone as Sherlock Holmes and Nigel Bruce as Dr. Watson. The dramatization was by Edith Miser. Musical interludes composed and conducted by Lou Koslow. This program is presented from Hollywood every week at this same time by the makers of Bromo and Cold Tablets. Quick relief for colds. This is Knox Manning speaking. <laughs> This is the National Broadcasting Company.